When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Leafs fans, to Game Over Toronto. Uh, oops, I have this going on. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I had a, I had the audio playing on my desktop, and that was uh, that was causing oh. it to play again, right? Yeah. Well, welcome to Game Over Toronto, everyone. Where uh, the Leafs took on the San Jose Sharks today in a in a fun game. I, I'm sure a lot of you uh, enjoyed that. I'm joined here by uh, my good friend Lauren. Lauren, how's it going? How are you? This is my first stream with you in uh, 2024. Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm glad that we could hand San Jose Sharks their 12th consecutive loss. <laughs> handily, handily handing them their 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 12th loss in a row. My goodness. Yeah, uh, the the Leafs um uh I guess nightmares against uh bad teams. Uh yeah, the Sharks are worse than that, I guess. The curse <laughs> the the San Jose curse this season runs stronger than the Leafs inability to play against bad teams. Uh and yeah, the Leafs won 7-1 against the San Jose Sharks. So we're going to get into the game, but remember later on in the show we will be talking about the big news of the weekend. William Nylander signed in his 8-year deal, 11.5 AAV. That's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned in for that and we'll be taking your questions at the end of the show. So be active, put your messages in chat and we will be looking at them. Uh but let's talk about the game first, Lauren. Uh, it started off the first period. We had a lot of chances. I mean, uh, I'm looking at the shots in the period. It was 16 to five and, uh, a couple pings off the bar. I believe like two of them hit off the par. It took a whole, almost 17 minutes, 16 minutes and 48 seconds before we finally get one in. And it was none other than Morgan Riley, someone I'm, I'm really praying and hoping for to see in the in the all-star but i don't know if he'll quite make it we'll see uh he gets a chance off of the guy we were going to talk about william nylander nylander gets uh he gets chased off to the blue line raleigh drops in to the open space and and puts it back uh behind the behind the the shark's net and puts us up 1-0 to start the game yeah, it was it was a it was a hell of a play from William Nylander and the exact kind of play that is the cause for the contract extension that is highly debated in terms of its value, if it's overvalued or undervalued or what. And again, like you said, we're going to talk about it. Uh, I mean, future all star Morgan Riley, he's what, like 66,000 votes off. Yeah, like Lee it's Chase, close. Come on, let's be real. We're gonna get that probably by tomorrow, especially with how the Leafs played tonight. <laughs> I saw um, a lot of I saw a lot of uh, uh votes on on Twitter, a lot of uh, yeah. cries to get him on. So that's that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting just 
for sure to see if he gets it. It looks like at this point it's going to be Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. But with Morgan Riley only being off by 66,000 votes, uh, I I think it's safe to say we're probably going to have three leaves at the All-Star game. (laughs) Um, but yes, a hell of a shot from Morgan Riley picking the top corner perfectly. Uh, that's where you want your defenseman to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, all night, William Nylander was a threat at the blue line, question mark, uh, which it turns out to be a happy surprise. And Morgan Riley ends up capitalizing, but not the only Leaf to score a goal to finish off the first period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And literally... 34 seconds later, Mr. 34 himself uh, on a Leafs power play. Uh, He nets his first for the night. Uh, That's his 31st goal in the season. Holy crap. And it was a beautiful play back and forth between Marner and Matthews. Uh, Man, when they're going, they are such a joy to watch. These guys are, are so goddamn talented and what another another like crazy goal by matthews from an impossible angle i just can't fathom the the way that these these goals going yeah (laughs) literally fading away like his back foot on the far side of the face off circle like just silliness the angle is i i mean i i took i took trigonometry but i don't know what angle that was it was it was a it was a absurd it was miraculous it was remarkable it was put whatever adjective you would like to put in front of it because it was all of that and more and and you know the second assist for william nylander i mean in the first period and Mm -hmm. it was it was a great way to start the game it's funny there was definitely a couple of opportunities that earlier in the game they could have been up for nothing by the end of the first period it didn't happen it does take them till the end of the to the end of the first to get one in on capital Capo Kakinen. Uh, they will end up chasing him, but it was it was a strong start. And right from the beginning, it was just felt like it was just way. I mean, it's the sharks, so it's hilarious that we're using this euphemism. Um, but it was just wave after wave after wave after wave of offensive threats mm-hmm. from the Leafs. And the Sharks were just worn down, man. Like they started off, they played pretty strong in the first 10 minutes of the game. Like it was tighter than I was expecting it to be, even though the shots were significantly tilted. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it just it, they were relentless, you know, to quote Max Kellerman. <laughs> relentless. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And and uh yeah, like we said, the end off the period, holy crap, sixteen shots to five. Like this is completely expected though. We're playing against the Sharks yeah. who are clearly not a great team. And uh they start the second period off with a with a bang as well. Um two goals in that period. Marner getting his first of the night, uh just like less than a minute in. Uh and another beauty goal 54 seconds another beauty goal um how 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 did he do that like that deflection was a thing (laughs) of beauty oh my god lifting his leg up to get out of the way oh man and another like he he was pretty far out and the way he reacted i guess like he, he made it seem like this was like just another day for for marner like this is this is something that's come that's expected and it's just insane the way that that these guys are getting their goals and like the 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 skill level that's 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 being displayed by these these uh these top guys. Yeah, uh, Matthew in the chat having a really good point. The Leafs started starting to see what happens when you start the game on time. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Matthew, and it's true. Like from the beginning of the game, the the Leafs really seem to have their foot on the gas and. 
Um, it continued all through the second period. I mean, it, it's the second time in the game that they score goals within, you know, a minute and a half of each other, mm-hmm. right? Pontus Holmberg, you talk about beautiful goals. The Mitch Marner goal was definitely like, that's a crazy tip. I think he's actually tipping for like to, to create a, like a rebound and a deflection so that somebody can get it. Mm-hmm. But he, he deflects it and it just sneaks right in, right in under the, right in under the arm of Kapokakinen. And yeah. I mean, if you take that shot a hundred times, you maybe make it once, maybe like it was basically shot on what, like a three degree angle. To yeah. The goal line. In like, another insane it was angle. completely like, <laughs> like just, and that's okay. So that's a goal where, I mean, at that point, the sharks are still in it, right? Like it's three, nothing, mm-hmm. but you can't hang that goal on cap it. Kapokakinen like that's I mean tips are are, uh, already hard enough to to save Mm -hmm. but when they're at that at that angle like you don't even think that you're really trying to stop the puck you're trying to make not create a great rebound chance but instead it goes past him and it was just like I mean he looked he didn't celebrate like Mitch Marner normally does and I think Mm -hmm. he was maybe a little bit surprised but I don't know it's hard to say but the Pontus Holmberg goal which I know is what you're going to talk about next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Mitch Marner coming in in the second intermission saying, oh, well, he's my favorite player in the entire <laughs> game of hockey. Um, what a goal from Pontus Holmberg. Like, is this, is has Pontus Holmberg arrived now, Harnish? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that one-handed goal, holy crap. What an insane play. And and the stuff that he does uh, beforehand was also like impressive, right? Like he's able to, yeah. he, he's getting pressed the entire time by, uh, yeah. I think it was Burroughs, right? On that play. Yes. Um, and because he isn't able to get the puck to his other side effectively and he hasn't, he isn't able to get enough space, he decides, hey, screw it. I'm going to beat you with one hand, not two. And uh, basically pokes it in. And yeah. the amount of like, the the amount of uh, uh i guess like muscle and skill that's involved with that like it's hard to move a puck with one hand to be able to poke it up get some like good uh elevation on it too like that's that's a good goal by by an experienced player and i mean pontus holmberg this is what i believe his first goal of the season yeah. you wouldn't have expected that to be his first goal right no definitely not um i mean don't get me wrong austin matthews had a good first goal in his career but that goal is arguably, I would say, a contender so far for the nicest goal so far this season by a Leaf. And that's his first one of the season. Like, to be able to not only stick handle the puck when you're literally holding a guy off with a mm-hmm. two-thirds of your arm, but to be able to, not to quote the 2000s hit, flick at the wrist, but literally to flick your wrist perfectly so that the puck goes over the pad but under his glove is exactly. like, oh my gosh. like. Uh, I mean, he's clearly done it in practice, right? Like, that's not something where you've never practiced it before and you somehow miracle pull it off. Like, that's just an absurd, an absurd move in front of the net. And this season, is it seems like it's something that the Leafs are trending towards. They seem to be, instead of in years past, let's think of like, Let's rewind a little bit. Let's think about like Kapanen in a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. He would enter the zone, all kinds of speed, no one there to help, not a good enough goal scorer. So he hooks back and they lose the opportunity. William Nylander, Pontus Holmberg, apparently, Matthew Nyes, Austin Matthews, and even Mitch Marner at times are now going in and no longer just obviously and just at the first opportunity, giving it away. Mm-hmm. They're all now comfortable and becoming more and more comfortable driving to the net, creating some space and 
putting it in the back of the net. Like that's a nice, the nicest goal that I think we've seen by a rookie so far this season on the Leafs. Yeah, definitely. Bar, bar and, none. and I also think it's, it's like interesting or it's, it's also good to see that like, um, they are able to get the puck in and whatnot, right? But we also have a lot of good players this season in particular that can hound and get great rebounds as well, right? Yep. Uh, Marner will talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about his his second goal uh, later on in the third, but that's him getting a rebound. Uh, Tavares, he's always been been great at the rebounds, especially in the power yep. play, and this season Bertuzzi, another guy who's who's been phenomenal and i think he's the one who hit it off the bar uh in the first period i if i remember correctly um but uh yeah like we we have a bunch of guys here that that can uh that 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 are playing really well and and uh marner today like we'll talk about that that uh that power play goal but yeah he's been deployed a little bit differently and Mm -hmm. uh it's interesting to see we'll we'll that's a hint towards that that second goal but uh yeah let's talk about the the end of that that second period the Leafs unfortunately do give up one their only goal that they end up giving up uh it was from a Sharks power play Benoit gets uh gets a hook in on Anthony Duclair and um Henry Thrun I believe that's what his name is Henry Thrun Henry Thrun his first goal as a Shark his first goal in the NHL uh it's a tip off of a Grunland shot um I mean, I don't make too much of it. They, the Sharks did pretty well with catching the Leafs on a long penalty kill. Like they had a long shift, uh, and yeah, what would you thought? What you think about that? That one goal that the Sharks did end up getting. I would have loved another Martin Jones shootout. <laughs> Having said that, <laughs> he has allowed one goal in basically his last five games that he's played for us, and yeah. that's the first power play goal that the Leafs have allowed against a California team in the last four games. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, if you're going to give one up, ah, especially, especially with how strong the Leafs are playing, there was no question that the Leafs were, even if they didn't score another goal to finish the game, Uh they didn't show any signs of let up. Like normally in seasons past and even in games so far this season, there has been times when the Leafs go up, they get a lead and they take their foot off the gas. And tonight that was not the case, Mm -hmm. right? They finished the second period. Uh, the shots were 35 to 13. Yeah. Like 35 shots by the end of the second period is just, it's not common for NHL teams to get that many against another NHL team. Um, and it, it was a, I don't love that they got scored on, but yeah. Exactly. It doesn't matter. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You've, that's the one power play goal you've allowed in four games. <laughs> Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm in too good of a mood to let that ruin my evening. Yep. Yep. And it's also not that common that we're playing against a team that's a 0.256 win percentage in the, in the league. Ugh. Oh. Yikes. Sharks fans. That's uh that's gotta suck. <laughs> uh, but sorry, talk- Charles Lone. <laughs> talking about, uh, uh, about, um, uh, the goaltending situation. Yeah. I actually thought that this would have been a good game to see. Dennis Hill to be make his debut because it was a relatively, I guess, um, uh, a relatively safe bet to see him out there against a Sharks team who's clearly not uh, a great team. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, was there a lot of people saying that hey, this could be a catch game? Yeah, but uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I I really want to see Dennis Hill to be out there, and I feel like this would have been an easy team and and a relatively yeah. uh, a great opportunity for him, right? Um, 
what do you think? Do you think we will see him soon? Because Wall, he has, uh, th- there was a, uh, he's been practicing again. Um, yeah, he's and getting some, this morning. Exactly, and getting some some time in. Uh, we still don't know how much longer it's going to take. Apparently, it's still going to take some time. But he's ramping up, right? And I, I kind of want to see he'll be uh, out there before Wall comes back, just to get him get him a game, right? See what he what he's all about. You're being so greedy. <laughs> We've had three goalies this year. Isn't that enough? Uh, if you're here and you're watching this and you watch Saturdays, you know that I thought that Hildy Wu was going to start this game. Mm-hmm. I did say that on Game Over on Saturday that I thought this would be the perfect game to give Dennis Hildeby. They would have just beaten this team. They would have been familiar with their play style. They are not playing well. They would have just lost 11 in a row, pushing for 12. Um, and instead, uh, Keith decides to give him a little bit more runway, which I don't think is a terrible idea, right? I mean, he's played, what, 10 games for us so far this season? Like, he's by no means overworked. Now, having said that, you have now played him one, two, three, four. It'll be like six games in a row. Mm -hmm. Including a back-to-back. Right. And if you, and if you, uh, so it was seven then. And then if you play him on Thursday against the Islanders, okay. And then you're going to play him again against the Avalanche. If you do that, there's no way that unless, unless Joseph Will makes a miraculous recovery in the Mm -hmm. next four days that you start Jones on Sunday against the Red Wings. Like Mm -hmm. the Red Wings to start the season, they were playing fairly good. That is definitely plateaued and kind of, kind of dropped off a little bit. Um, So I would imagine that if you didn't see it, since we didn't see Hildebeast tonight, that if you're going to see him this week, it's going to be on Sunday against the Red Wings. That's, that's my best guesstimation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the Red Wings, um, I mean, they're also not a fantastic team. They have won three in a row. They're five and five. They're uh, right. they're they're obviously a better team than the Sharks. And I kind of would have hoped that they they threw in Hill to be like against the Sharks, right? Where you, you really are not worried too too much because uh, with our with our um, our offensive prowess, I guess, right? Even if Hill to be lets in one, two, three, or whatever, right? Uh, I feel like our our forwards can more than enough like make up for that and like add it to the fact that like uh going into it like any game that he'll be starts you know that the that keeps going to be on the defense to make sure to shelter him as much as possible right so sure i do kind of to some degree nice understand why you don't start hill to be on saturday against the sharks because you've played so well in california and it is martin jones old team like i can see the logic behind mm, that but tonight yeah. it's like you're at home You've had another practice, like you're you're he slept in his own bed. Like mm-hmm. if you're gonna, you know, gift wrap him a game to try for the first time, yeah. I'm I'm surprised that it wasn't tonight. I am. Don't get me wrong. I am elated that Martin Jones only let in one goal. He had another fantastic showing where he faced less than 25 shots. Like, if you're gonna play a goalie for a long stretch of time, then you hope it's against It's in games like this where the Leafs are playing so well defensively and offensively, the full 200 feet of the ice. Mm -hmm. So I go back and forth because I also want to see Dennis Hildeby. I do. And I'm not trying to like rain on the fun parade, but I'm also like, maybe we shouldn't be trying to be overly ungrateful and we should appreciate what we have right now. Like if, if our goalie is playing this well, like why would we sit him for a game? too you know like yeah. I, I understand he, that he perspective be rewarded as a goalie to have an opportunity and have the stretch of games and i think unless samsonov decides to 
body swap with Dominic Hasek that, you know, the backup position has been secured by Martin Jones for arguably probably the rest of the season. Don't get me wrong. Like there's a chance that he might, that um, Samsonov might still play NHL games. I just don't know if it's going to be with us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just more so like um, not, uh, I definitely want to want to, I guess, uh, What's the word? Uh, reward Martin Jones with playing uh, how great he has been, right? And give him some more games or whatnot, right? But the biggest yeah. thing I feel is um, making sure that Martin Jones t- stays healthy, right? He's played so many games in yeah. such a short period of time, like the back-to-back as well. Um, and he's not a young player either, right? Yeah. Uh, he wasn't expected coming into this, uh, coming into the season to play this many games in this short period of time. I think he needs to have some rest because... Like you said, we are very short on on the yes. goaltender position, and if right. he gets injured, then we're in trouble. Um, right, but and that's why I do think like I go back and forth. Like, yeah. if you asked me this like six hours ago, my answer might be different. Uh-huh. It's legitimately terror worthy because you want him to play well. You want to give him a good stretch of games because when they're in a good rhythm, they are less likely to injure themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He's played well. You want to reward him with more games for playing well. At the same time, if you overuse it, you might break it a la Joseph Wool. Right? Yeah. And so we want to avoid that because if he goes down, then we're relying on our fourth string goalie to come in and save us out, which is less than ideal. <laughs> and I don't think the circumstance that any of us want to see him in. Right? Mm-hmm. We exactly. don't want to see him come into a game because uh, because Martin Jones got hurt because we overplayed him, because mm-hmm. we played him two back-to-backs in a row. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I think they do bring him on uh, against Detroit, especially because uh, I, I just looked at Detroit's schedule, and that is their uh, back-to-back game as well, their second half of a back-to-back as well. So right. uh, it would make sense. So hopefully, I guess I, I just, I'm just really... Uh, uh really excited to see him on and like i hope that yeah. we do get to see him and yeah get some rest from martin jones because yeah he has been playing a ton of hockey as of late yeah. uh but let's talk about the third and let's finish it off um uh in the third period the leafs uh <laughs> start off again strong a minute and 30 seconds in a minute and 27 to be exact yep. uh jake mccabe Gets the goal and it's all off of Marner again, drawing in a ton of the Sharks. Uh, and McCabe's able to drop in, get it all open, and uh, get a shot off. This is the second time like that's happened uh, where a defenseman has dropped in and and looked for offensive play. Right, uh, McCabe's able to get a second goal today, uh, and uh, Riley did the same thing earlier and he got a goal. Right, uh, what was your thoughts on that goal and the way that our defense has kind of been contributing a little bit more? I mean, the Leafs are still what, like, I want to say less than 28th in the league in terms of goals scored by defensemen. Mm -hmm. So to have two in one game is like, we just had Christmas, fellas. So thank you. (laughs) Um, Rarely do we get a goal, like a goal from our our blue line. So for two in a game, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. He looked pretty happy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. As the game went on, I was very glad that the Leafs didn't like continue to celebrate as if it was game seven. Like, the more goals they scored, the more they were just kind of like, hey, yay. Yeah. And that, and they were very mature about it. You know, they acted like they'd been there before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can tell, you know? like, from the ice time as well, like, he, he started playing uh, our third line yeah. and fourth line more um, and gave our top two lines a little bit more rest. Like, today, I believe yeah. Uh, our, yeah, the, the Robertson Domi Yarncrook line ended ha- up having the most time on ice uh, at the end, right? So, yeah. Um, and, that that worked out well. We'll talk about the Robertson goal too, and it was yep. on a power play, which was like what the 
<laughs> you would consider that like the third power play unit, maybe the fourth, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about that and finish it off. The uh, uh, the Leafs get a uh, a double, uh, or sorry, uh, the Sharks take a double minor uh, yep. against uh, Simone Benoit. Um, it was Scott uh, Subornin for a high stick on uh, on Benoit. It was it was kind of unfortunate. Like uh, you could tell that he was not trying to high stick him. He was trying to do a stick lift ends up missing yeah. and hits him straight on the bridge of the nose, drawing blood. Uh, that sucked. Um, but Benoit, he was perfectly fine. Uh, and the Leafs, they go up and, and, uh, score two goals on both those power plays. They, they make him pay. And it was, uh, Mitch Marner who gets the first one. Uh, Blackwell was able, or Blackwood, sorry, was able to make the initial save, but Marner, uh, gets the easy rebound. And then, uh, Right after that, Nick Robertson rips a five hole by the hash and uh, gets a goal as well. And that was uh, that was the seven one victory. Uh, the Leafs kind of after that coasted a bit, uh, played the, just played the puck and and not really pushed too hard. Again, played their third line, fourth line. Uh, what was your thoughts on those two power play goals and yeah, the game in total? It was good. It was, I mean, as, as well-rounded a game as, as you could expect, right? Mm -hmm. They were solid defensively. We had, we had really good goaltending. Martin Jones made a couple of really, really, really good saves that other goaltenders in this organization in the last year haven't been able to make. So that was really nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, it was definitely really nice to see, uh, William Nylander get his third assist of the night. My goodness, that yeah. guy was busy. Um, uh, the Marner goal, both of the Marner goals were really nice tonight. You have to imagine that Nick Robertson is like a little bit relieved, right? Like he was scratched the last two games in case you weren't aware of that. Mm -hmm. He was back in the lineup tonight because Noah Gregor was actually out with illness. So, uh, Nick Robertson gets another opportunity and makes good on it. Now, the tricky part of that is that he was being scratched for Pontus Holmberg, who also scored a goal tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now the Nick Robertson goal, obviously very different from the Pontus Holmberg goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the Nick Robertson goal, like what a shot, like just, I mean, it looked like it, it had some extra rocket fuel on that thing. Didn't it? Like, I'm surprised mm -hmm. it didn't punch a hole in the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah. It was, he, it was a, it he was had a, a great a shot heavy on that shot. It was yeah. a heavy shot. And again, when he, even though he scored it and it's only what I think his third or fourth goal of the season, mm -hmm. um, you know, didn't not a big silly just hey thanks fist bumps all around go fist bump your guys on the bench and at least finish it like adults not celebrating like it's game seven thank goodness yeah it's his uh sixth goal but yeah he oh oh more he got a little bit more he got a little bit more but yeah I, I mean uh yeah he needed that that goal it was it was good to see him get that and uh listen any type of i guess competition amongst the the bottom the bottom six or or, or whatnot is is obviously going to be good right yeah. so to see both those guys get a goal um fantastic i want to see more more uh more competition i want to see them both produce because uh who knows the the season's pretty long we got uh hopefully we have a long uh long uh, uh playoffs as well and you're gonna need to rely on these guys to uh to carry you through so yeah that's important and you mentioned uh william nylander let's talk a little bit more about that because yes he the did game was so good i took one page of notes i didn't even write anything on this page like <laughs> that's how handily the leaves handle this game and i knew we were going to talk about the second half 
<laughs> exactly yeah it was a, a very very easy game a fun game uh but we got something something even more exciting honestly uh to talk about uh the william nylander contract finally after a whole half a season essentially we finally got this guy locked in for eight more years at an 11.5 aav uh putting him at i believe uh he's in top five of the most expensive uh contracts in the nhl right now right and yep. he's going to be signed up until he's 36 years old uh lauren what were your thoughts on this uh this contract that has been a little bit controversial fans have been uh, a little uh have been a little bit um i guess conflicted on on the the term and the more specifically the aav sure um there's always going to be people that are unhappy no matter if he signs if he doesn't if he signs for four million dollars if he signs for 15 um there will always be unhappy people so mm -hmm. i think the important thing especially looking at this is that is it an overpayment no next year we will consider it an overpayment now oh. if he's playing as well oh, no. if he's playing as well as he is right now next year maybe not and in my opinion because the cap is going to be going up it's not going to be even in the top five by the end of next season or maybe even by the summer right there are free agents that are coming up this summer like martyr next season <laughs> correct correct <laughs> right and even john Tavares. now i don't think he's going to resign for more than that yeah and would i have liked him to assign a smaller number of course mm -hmm. every single leafs fan wants the number to be less than what is being paid mm -hmm. having said that um i am glad that I don't have to watch William Nylander play in another jersey for at least another eight years. I don't have to have our team play against him to watch another team go and win a cup with him. I don't have to suffer through that. No, <laughs> we get to keep him in these beautiful jerseys that are behind me and the beautiful jersey that you're wearing for us. And don't get me wrong, it's a lot of money. But the reality is, folks, next year we have Tavares, we have... Matthew or Mitch Marner also his contract is expiring at the end of the season we are going to not have John Klingberg mm -hmm. we are not going to have um Ilya Samsonov probably um we are not going to have a bunch of other players TJ Brody's contract is also expiring now having said that I know that we're going to have to replace those players mm -hmm. but we suffer through next year and then when John Tavares inevitably resigns here so that he can retire as a leaf which is what's going to happen um it's going to be for a lesser number so in my fantasy land um what ends up happening is John Tavares ends up signing what is basically an identical contract as to what ne William Nylander is playing with this year mm -hmm. six and change yeah to finish out his season, to finish out his his career as a Leaf, and then you ride off into the distance and you pass on the you pass on the captain the sea captain to either Morgan Riley or William Nylander at that point because who knows if when John Tavares retires at some point if Austin Matthews will have resigned as a Leaf at that point. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that it's an expensive contract. And again, in a perfect world, it would not, it would be 11 or 10.5 or 10.88, whatever tickles your fancy. The fact of the matter is it's a lot of money and next year is going to be tough. And then after that, it's the free square on the bingo card because it's what you're already paying John Tavares. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll suffer for next year and, and then we'll deal with it. Like, I mean, people, there are people that are already talking about, oh, well, we're going to talk about the Marner extension. Like, 
literally five minutes after the William Newlander extension was announced, people started talking about Marner. Like, let's just be happy. Let's just choose as a fan base. Let's just choose happiness for now, at least for the week. Harnish, what do you think? Yeah, I'm on the same boat where um, I'm happy to see Willie sign again. Um, 11.5, honestly, with the way that he's playing this season. Uh, now, that is the caveat. This season, uh, he definitely deserves that. He deserves every single penny. Um, the Leafs, the, the whole reason why the Leafs didn't sign him in the, in, in the offseason, right, was because they, were, they knew that the number was going to be this 11 mil range. And they're like, hey, if we are going to commit that much money to you, uh, show us that that you can be that type of player, right? And that's absolutely what he has done so far in the season. He's at 57 points uh, in 38 games. Uh, that's 21 goals and 36 uh, assists. He definitely deserves this contract. Uh, and I'm happy that he signed long-term again with, with the mm -hmm. Leafs, right? Yep. Um, this is a guy who has kind of played second fiddle to our top three, right? Um, yep. He has been on that six mil uh, contract and he definitely outplayed that. And especially in the playoffs, he has been one of, if not our best producing playoff player, right? He yep. has equaled our top three or big three, I guess, um, in production when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the big playoffs. Ones. Yes, exactly. And he definitely deserves to get his money right now. Um, and is it a little bit of overpayment? I, I mean, I think we're playing. We're we're talking about pennies at this point, right? Yeah. Um, he definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely <laughs> he deserves that eleven mil number now. Eleven point five, sure. Like you would have wanted him to get uh, a little bit less, but uh, it is what it is. At least we have him signed up. At least we have a player of this caliber signed up because he is like a top ten, top five player in this league, right? Um, yeah. And like you said, yeah. Uh, John Tavares is going to come off the books, um, but I, I'm just praying that the cap goes up significantly, right? We know it is going to go up, but we need it to go up quite a bit because uh, although JT hopefully will take, let's say, or his con his next contract will probably be five mil less. Uh, I mean, Nylander got six mil more. Um, Marner, he... But will he get an upgrade? I'm not too sure. It depends on how he plays the next season, right? And if he does have an, a standout season, then that's going to be a little bit more money or whatnot. Um, but at the end of the day, we decided to uh, to live and die by this top this top four playing very top-heavy hockey. And uh, Tree Living is just going to have to be smart with the way that he fills out the rest of the gaps, right? You mentioned we have a ton of guys coming off the books. Uh, we have a lot of slots and we need to fill up. Um that's going to be difficult, but that's something that's that uh, that Tree Living is getting paid big money to do at this moment. Us Leafs fans, we got to be excited. We got to be happy because we finally got uh, the big guy signed up long term, um, yep. and we didn't see him walk. Because what would have yes. been worse than this is seeing a guy of that caliber walk. So I am absolutely excited. That means that my jersey is uh, going to be. Primo is going to be good for another eight more years. And uh, hopefully he's uh, Nylander is going to retire a Maple Leaf. And I am going to absolutely love it because I love this player. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point, so if in the chat, if you disagree with us, or if you're watching this after the fact and we're not live, what just in a bubble, okay, in a vacuum, you are the general manager of another team that's not the Leafs. 
okay? And William Nylander is walked hand in hand by Brad Treliving to July 1st free agency. As a general manager, let's say you have $20 million in cap space. How much are you willing to sign William Nylander for for seven years? Right? How mm -hmm. much does he go for? How, I think he, how much are other teams willing to pay him? I, I absolutely, like, 11.5. He probably makes 12. Like, oh, I'm not going to yeah. lie. 12, 12.5, 12. that's yep. not a problem. Nope. Um, He's going to get paid regardless of where yes. he goes. Uh, I would rather pay him to stay in our city. Exactly, exactly. And one important thing uh, to bring up is Nylander, just like just like uh, Matthews, he's very suited to like Toronto media and, and yes. the whole spotlight or whatnot. He cool is a cucumber. Exactly. No matter how he's playing, if he's having a bad string or if he's on top of the world as he has been this season, um, it doesn't look like it's affecting him. And that's absolutely what you need out of a guy uh, playing in probably the biggest spotlight in the entire NHL, right? Um, yes. So, yeah, I, I think he's... I'm happy for him. I, I I have nothing else to say. I'm just happy for him. I'm happy that we we have him in, in the organization, and um, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. I I just hope that um, that he's able to, I guess, stick this pace because yeah, he is on a, a career. Uh, he he is playing the best hockey he has ever played. Right, he's on a career uh a career pace right now. Right. Yeah. So the the one like thing that I see a lot of people talking about is hey uh you don't want to sign a guy off of one fantastic year um yeah and then have him regress right back to the yes. norm back become again less than a, a point per game player uh but the guy's 27 years old he's it, it seems like he's taken a step every single year and um especially like i said in the playoffs he's been consistent so i don't yes. see any problem with it yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to find the comment so that I can give credit to the person that said it. So, oh, Mark Daigle. Willie gets better every year. I don't we, I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet. Mm, I think that that's a true yeah. statement. And this year is proof of that. I think that rarely do players take significant steps forward in their game in terms of defensive responsibility and how much the coach trusts them, only for them to immediately regress the next year. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't think of a player that has done that to the degree that it would take for us to think that it was a terrible deal for mm -hmm. William Nylander. And, you know, fair dinkum, in the past couple of seasons and years past, William Nylander wasn't a 200-foot player. He wasn't as responsible defensively. He yeah. still has he still had flares and flashes, flashes in the pan of really good plays, right? Really good stick lifts, really good um, puck retrieval, really good on the forecheck when he was doing it. But this year, he has taken his ability and his consistency in that regard to the next level, to the point where he is playing on, on PK1, right? Like, mm -hmm. he wasn't even on PK2 last year. And so he's taken these significant steps forward, and that is warranting an increase in pay of a significant amount. And, you know, again, in a perfect world, there would be no salary cap, and we could be like the Dodgers and just pay <laughs> everyone tens of million dollars in 20 years from now. But it's not. So we have to take, we have to do the best with the the hand of cards that were dealt. Mm -hmm. And we were handed these four incredible players in their youth. We were handed Morgan Riley, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, and Austin Matthews. And we are managing to hold on to those players for the majority of the good part of their career. Yep, and yep. so it's going to be a little bit tough to fill out the rest of it. But if they do make a push and if they get goaltending that 
they, it seems like, are possibly going to be able to have consistently in Martin Jones and Joseph Wall, then maybe it comes together. Like, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I don't think we've seen the final roster. I do think at some point before the tread deadline, trades are going to happen. Yep. And I imagine that to some degree, uh, Connor Timmons will be traded out and they will get a different defenseman to come in and play. But having said that, like, I don't hate our seventh options right now mm -hmm. on defense. And so, I mean, I don't think it's perfect, but I do think that they have suddenly decided since the new year and since they played a bunch of stinkers at home right after Christmas, that they're going to stick to their structure mm -hmm. and they are being rewarded for it. The whole California road trip, they played the most structured hockey that they've played to date this season. And what did they get? They got six of six points and then they continue the train when they get home. Like I got nothing to complain about, man. Like I'm, I'm, ha I'm happy as all anything with how they played tonight. Mm -hmm. It's, Pay, pay the man. Let him stay. <laughs> he's perfect for the market. There is nothing you can say to bother him. And he's so excited to be here. Like, he's genuinely, he wants to be here. And it's not because he grew up a Leafs fan. It's not because his dad was a Leafs fan. It's not because his dad played for the team. Like, he was drafted here. He's fallen in love with our city. And that's all we wanted from our players. And he has rewarded us by signing for eight years. Mm -hmm. We don't have to worry about him walking away when he's 30 years old in the prime of his career still. He has he has looked at the at us as a fan base and said, I want you and you want me, so let's be a happy family. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh so all good things. And and you mentioned like their top three, Mar uh Matthews Marner and Nylander. Like these guys, in all honesty, like they're chasing down some of the all-time Leafs grades. They probably will end off uh their careers as like the top three are the, the best three players in franchise history, yeah. right? Uh, and that's definitely a recipe for success, having three of the best guys you've ever had playing in this... Uh, playing in their primes together uh in the same era like that is exactly what you want that's the type of uh the, the type of thing that's breeds success right yeah. uh, and it's only just i don't know it, maybe it's just like the leaf in me the 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 uh i guess like the belief the, or whatnot la passion. yeah but I, it, it just feels like it's it's just a matter of time eventually it will break through so they will uh they, they they'll get some luck on their hands and and they, they they'll figure some stuff out and uh they'll make a big push and ultimately get that that thing that we desire most right yeah. um now lauren i want to uh i want to ask you right a lot of fans have been have been saying online or discussing online what would constitute a success what would make this uh this contract worth it is it cup or bust or are you looking specifically at uh the level of points his um uh, the way he plays. What what are you looking at in in William Nylander in, in the upcoming years to say that hey, this contract was well deserved and uh, it justified? I think he needs to play like he's playing now. So and the I think same he needs... point per game pace. Yes, okay. like that is, you know, if if all of the rumors are true, where they went into the season saying we want eleven million dollars, and they the Leafs went, okay, prove it to us. Mm -hmm. Okay, well he has done that. He proved to me that you're an eleven million dollar player. Here he is. He has shown up. Mm -hmm. So if you are able to play the way that you are now, and then elevate another level again in the playoffs, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I think all of us Leafs fans, and not even the good Leaf fans necessarily, are saying. If we don't win a cup with this in this window, then it's been a bust. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really give a rat's ass if William Nylander ever wins a, like a single individual award. Like, I I could not be less bothered. Mm-hmm. I do think there's another player on the Leafs that should be considered for the Lady Bang, and that player is Morgan Riley with his no penalty minutes so far in the season. Um, oh, that's a I cool stat. I didn't realize they had no penalties at yeah. all. Yeah. Interesting. And okay. So uh, I think that to some degree, like, sure, it's cup or bust. But I think that the important thing is that in those moments, he plays with the defensive capability that he's shown us that he has mm-hmm. and that he is able to elevate the offensive game when going gets tough and, and goals don't come easily. Now, one of the other good things that the Leafs have this year, you know, at some point when we go into the playoffs, we're not even at game 40 yet, kids, um, is that the Leafs are playing a little bit more physically this year. Now, I don't think that it's the same as Florida Panthers level of physicality and assholiness or uh, Boston Bruins or Vegas or lots of other teams that are big and brawny and want to just knock your skull out of your or your, you know, your brain out of your skull every night. But they the Leafs are not as putting soft as they have been in in the last couple of years. And so if they can continue to elevate and William Nylander can continue to play in in the games that matter and in these big pressure moments the mm. way that a lot of other players on the Leafs haven't been able to then he lives up to his contract if he if he okay here's my here's the the TLDR if he gets a series winning goal in the second round it's pretty good <laughs> it's pretty good investment yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think all Leafs fans are saying, yeah, it's they got to win a cup, like you said, right? Um, and I agree. I don't. I'm not really too bothered by. Uh, I guess like yeah, I, I do want him to be a point per game player for a significant a significant portion of the contract, right? Because uh, sure. obviously, if you're a point per game player, you're playing up to the contract. You're you're being the willy that we signed him for right but mm-hmm. what's more important is playoff success if he is able to play his best hockey or show his best self in the playoffs that's what he's getting paid for because that's what's important for this franchise and that's what's important yep. for the fans uh, yep. now everyone we've been live for almost 50 minutes now uh thank you guys for staying in the chat talking about uh talking about everything that we're talking about with the leafs con- or the uh Nylander contract the game or whatnot we appreciate you guys uh sticking here and and tuning in um and if you haven't already make sure you hit the like button hit the subscribe button uh we will be doing the uh the live presser in just a moment so drop your questions down in there and uh let us know what uh what you're thinking um can we not can we put a caveat of that please yeah. don't ask about what we think martyr is going to sign for <laughs> yeah i don't i don't want to have to talk more contract negotiations <laughs> for the season if at all avoidable <laughs> that's a that's a thought for uh for next season. that's a stress for next season forget about yes, that right now that's right? next year's problem uh-huh uh-huh um yeah oh uh i do have one question in the meantime while the questions are rolling in sure so like you said oh. there are some some gaps or holes in our lineup now that this uh this contract has has been signed i know that's a mm-hmm. huge relief probably for tree living uh, a huge burden off of his shoulders where do you think he looks next where do you think his focus is uh to Ooh. help sure up the roster that's a good question i wasn't you didn't you didn't prep me for that damn it <laughs> yeah. um do you want me to give you my answer in the meantime while no, no, no. Okay. no 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 it's okay. okay i can i i can i can think on the fly um i would imagine that 
there is at least one defenseman that's traded for. Mm -hmm. Simply for the fact that I love Mark Giordano. Uh, I don't know if he should necessarily be in the least starting lineup in the first game <laughs> of the playoffs. I do think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But I also think that uh, playoff miles are significantly harder on people's bodies than regular hockey miles are. So I would imagine that uh, Giordano will stay with the Leafs, but that Timmons will go out the door with another player to create some extra space, to create some extra cap space, mm-hmm. uh, to bring back another person to solidify the the our three pairings yeah. so that Giordano can still come in and still play games and still play meaningful minutes, mm-hmm. but that he is not relied upon as the second pair defenseman. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah. What's uh, your answer, my friend? Same thing. Defense. We we need to double down uh on that. And like you said, yeah, like uh Gio, the man's 40 years old. <laughs> He's not a young buck anymore. He needs no. some rest. He needs some uh some some minutes off. He needs some restrictions, right? I mean, look at tonight. He played uh the second most or sorry, the third most uh most minutes, or I guess like his line played the most third most minutes. Um uh, but it was very close. He's getting a lot of time. Uh, he's playing a lot of minutes, and he remember he just came back from in, uh, injury just like a couple weeks ago, right? So we want to see him healthy. We want to see him contribute. And uh, uh, as you get older, you can't rely on the guy for for too much. Um, yes. All right. Let's. Did you uh, have you seen any questions? Uh, there in the is chat? a good question you... from Matthew here. Okay. SDPN, which do you like better, the Sharks home or away jerseys? I like their away ones. Ah, uh, <laughs> I, I actually think they're both good. I think the Sharks jerseys are actually some of the nicest jerseys in the. In it's because the they're unique. I think that's the yes. biggest thing. Like yes. they're not they like are, the Lightning copy just red, of the Leafs. They're not just red, white, and blue. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the. I actually like the Sharks home jerseys. They're, I like the teal jerseys. They're pretty sweet. I think the the Sharks reverse retro from last year, the Golden Seals tribute, was like is probably one of the nicest reverse retros last year. Mm. Excellent question, Matthew. That's a good one. Um, uh, Doctor Firewater. That's not Doctor Pepper at all. What trade can we do to get rid of Sammy for a money in, money out? And what prospects would you be willing to pair with? Uh, with that value, have uh, Steve's Minton picks. Ah, I. I'm okay with all three of those. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, you can't have Matthew Nice and you can't have Easton Cowan, but I'll have a conversation about Fraser Minton. can't have a conversation <laughs> about that. I think Sammy, like, you're, you're not going to get... Like, you're going to have to give up yeah. stuff to get him I off think the you books. Just, I think you just... I think you just, you just ride with him it. down in yeah. the minors and you walk him hand-in-hand hand to July 1st. Exactly. Yeah, you can't really do much uh, no. about Zamsonov. Uh, he's no. making two point four million. He's going to be done at the end of this season. Uh, just hold on to him and kind of hope and pray that he picks up his form. Because uh, yeah, I don't think we're we're going to move him, and especially not ship assets for for two point four mil. I, I don't think that makes any sense. Yeah, uh, Fernanda Nascimento. What grade do you guys give to Brad so far? That's a great question. Mm. I think Brad has had some hits and some misses. I think the fact that we have a, a goal center that's got 9.32 save percentage right now <laughs> is because of him. I think that the reason we didn't pay Samson off $5 million in a three-year contract is because of him. I also think that Ryan Reeves at $1.125 million is because of him. And John Klingberg, who's now on LTIR, is because of him. Mm-hmm. It's been he's had he has had complete nuggets of solid 
uncut raw diamond and then a horse apple in the other hand. Like just, he has got Jones and Gregor who has been a phenomenal addition this season. And then horse poop on the other side. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's, I think he's got a, I think he's, I think he's writing a solid because the Leafs are playing well and because Jones is playing as well defensively as he is, uh-huh. I think he gets a B plus. I think if our goaltending is completely fallen off and Jones has like an 850 or the same percentage that he had last year, we're talking about a C minus. I think mm-hmm. Jones is the is the is the game changer, the needle mover in this situation. Yeah, that's I think you you hit it right there. Um I would also give him like a B, uh B B plus. It really just depends on on how Jones continues to play because again we are going to have to rely on him uh for the rest of the season and moving into the playoffs as well uh he is going to have to be a uh a serviceable and, and a good backup which he has been so far right um but yeah he has had some misses he has had some some great successes and some some players that have turned around right so like bertuzzi is a guy that uh, bertuzzi and domi are guys yep. that we were very cold on because they started very very poorly but have slowly yeah they they have slowly turned their their season around yep. and they are contributing and playing a lot better hockey yep. um so i would give him a b i mean he really hasn't had a lot of time uh he didn't have a lot of time uh to ramp up get familiarized yeah. and get get his feet under him before he had to or before he got thrown into the fire right uh so i think he's done I mean, okay with with what he's what he's had and what he's I had didn't to work even, with uh mark Dagle bring up a good point benoit and lagerson too he brought both of those guys in and uh, they've yeah. been they've been they've been found found value um, we've needed them especially with the, yeah, the issues that we've had and on they defense. have played so well man oh like, yeah simone benoit is making the, the anaheim big ducks hits. look silly Oh yeah, looks yeah. Silly. And like, he's exactly he the, the game what tonight. We needed. Uh-huh. Yes, he he goes out tonight. He gets a stick to the face. Goes off. <laughs> he just comes back, and on like his first shift, he completely levels one of the San Jose yep. Sharks. Uh-huh. Like just and he's but he's not he's not weak defensively. He doesn't make stupid plays. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make stupid de- stupid pass choices mm-hmm. to try and cheat for offense. I mean. They showed a stat tonight, and he like has the lowest goals expected against yeah uh, for all the Leafs. Uh, yeah, on all the Leafs. Yeah, but like he's pretty pretty good, man. Like I he like I don't know what I thought I was expecting. Like I was actually at the preseason game where he took three penalties, and I was like, this fucking guy. And then, <laughs> but ever since the beginning of the season, he's been like one of the Leafs' most impressive surprises mm-hmm. to me so you know, i get that's why i give brad a b plus like i think the only way that he gets to an a is if he signs uh uh matt dumba instead of john Klingberg. <laughs> go back that's, in time that's eh? how you go yeah <laughs> like if you if you sign a defenseman that is uninjured and actually plays pretty well and is like a defensive stay-at-home defenseman like matt dumba mm-hmm. uh then he gets to the a level yeah. So there's your there's your uh, there's your constructive feedback, Bradley. I'm glad you asked me for it. <laughs> there you go. And uh, one quick thing before we do end off, um, that also uh, I guess that that credit also has to go to our coaching staff because as much as we dog on them when yes. we the Leafs are playing bad or have some issues, yep. uh, a huge reason why um, they have I guess 
blossomed into the players that they are this season is yep. because of coaching and and making sure we we uh we develop them correctly and uh, again that goes for for the guy we just signed to william nylander he yep. he was a guy that that we worked on um uh, we brought in and and have worked on and i mean if you redraft that i'm sure he goes way higher up even though he was eighth overall on that uh the draft year uh so yeah shout out to them uh we've been going on for quite a while now uh lauren i think we should end it off here um time flies when you're having fun harnish yep 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 uh the next game when is that thursday uh, thursday oh that's with me and armand too Ah, I should know that. <laughs> we play the Islanders uh, on Thursday, so be sure to tune in there. We'll be live, as always, after the game. Uh, and for everyone that's still around, that's listened, um, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it, as always. Be sure to like, uh, like the episode. Be sure to hit subscribe. We are so, so, so close to that 100,000 subs. That's going to be amazing when we hit that. Uh, but that's going to do here from us. Lauren, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on X at Lauren in the six. There you go. And you can find myself at uh, Harnish underscore Patel 98 on X. Have a great evening, everyone. We will see you later. See you later, everybody.